When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Hale Varsity Radio Saturday Morning Show. Strap yourselves in. Here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt. Y'all don't even know he was a virgin until he's 28, and now, roll tide. And Mark Cranach. Time has come for someone to put his foot down. And that foot is me. Back with you, Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio Weekend Edition, presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Mark Cranach, Elijah Herbal. We're working with Brandon Vogel from Hale Varsity. Shortly, we'll get him connected and uh, check in with Vogues, our managing editor from Hale Varsity. And uh, reminder, uh, as you see the scroll going across, if you're watching Hale Varsity Radio this morning on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel or either ESPN Lincoln Facebook, Twitter, and the Hale Varsity Twitter handle at HVarsity Radio. That scroll tells you how you can take care of a Nebraska fan this holiday season. The magazine, the website, the digital, the print is just beautiful. It is absolutely incredible, and uh, it's for that Husker fan in your life. $10 off. When you subscribe and log on today, hailvarsity.com backslash subscribe. That code is GBR. We can't see Mark Cranach right now. We do have connection with Cranach. We do have Brandon Vogel now in his football office. And Elijah, Cranach's looked like uh, someone who scares convenience store workers. Vogue's right now. Uh, you know, I don't know that he's as frightening as Cranach, but, but Vogue's looks intimidating. I look like I'm hungover. I'm not, but it's it's kind of a stocking cap Saturday. Where's your uh, – don't you have a throwback Denver stocking hat or something, uh, Elijah? I, I have my uh, my Tottenham Hotspur stocking cap that I've been known to yeah, wear fine, on Saturday sure. morning because, okay. you know, it's I'm a soccer guy. It's, it's, it's that time I can finally come out for a couple weeks and not be judged for being a soccer guy, and then I'll go back into my cave as soon as the World Cup is over. But I yeah, can go I, have a heater, and you three can talk soccer. It's okay. <laughs> uh, Vogues, good morning. Creighton How are you? Night. Yeah, no kidding. That was a tough one against Syracuse. Vogues, good to see you, man. What are we uh, sipping on this morning? Oh, just some black coffee as usual. So <laughs> was down, was under the weather early in the week and, and wasn't able to drink my coffee. So so I'm enjoying it a little bit extra here. Yeah. Towards towards the end of the week. I hear you, man. I've had the flu all week. It's not good. Not good at all. Drinking some Same. echin some echinacea plus tea right now with honey. Mm. Whatever. There we go. Uh, speaking of being sick. Uh, John Cook. I mean, the guy's got to go, obviously. Uh, Uh, Wow. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He does not. Uh, This was an interesting year volleyball-wise, though, as as Nebraska falls to Oregon in five sets um, in the NCAA tournament, does not advance to the the Elite Eight because of it. Folks, they just could not get settled. It just feels like the entire year was sort of tinkering and experimenting on 
why this season ended the way it did, particularly, you know, that match against against Oregon and was talking with Jacob Padilla, our, you know, day-to-day volleyball beat writer, a little bit about it. <clears throat> we went into this season assuming Kennedy Orr was kind of, you know, next up at setter and Nicklin Hames was going to move into a different role. That didn't end up working out. And I think that's really kind of the constant undercurrent of this whole year because they went to a 6-2. They got the results they needed running a 6-2. You get a fourth set, it goes to 30 points for both teams, and you know you, you run out of subs. I'm not saying that's why Nebraska lost. They, they had four chances where if they just made one more play, they would have won and be on to the, the next round. But the, the, the setter thing, I think, is, is a big piece of this. Um, just that uncertainty there is not something we've seen from Nebraska very often. And then when you do go to that 6-2, it changes all your rotations for, for those other positions. So you had a lot of moving around. Um, unsettled is, I think, definitely the, the, the theme of this 2022 year now, having seen it all play out. Brandon, I, I know that's a long way off, but if an early, you have an early look ahead to next season in terms of getting this roster settled back down and getting a little bit more consistency. What do you think this volleyball team needs to, to either add this offseason or improve upon? Yeah, I mean, they need to, to, to figure out, I think, first and foremost, is Kennedy or going to be the center? going forward or are you looking for something else there i mean nebraska we don't talk about transfer portal much outside of football and a little bit of basketball but nebraska obviously has opportunities to upgrade there they've done that in in the past i think this young group of kind of outside hitters opposite hitters you know all in their own ways and all kind of at various points in the season showed some real progress so uh you know Batenhorst, Lowenstein, um, Krause, that's kind of your your next wave. And they've already played a good amount of volleyball, two full seasons for for most of them. So they'll probably go as far as that group takes them. Um, and, and we'll see. Nebraska has recruited extraordinarily well over the past couple of cycles. So there's always going to be competition there, but those are kind of the knowns you have going into 2023. Brandon Vogel with us this morning, weekend edition. It's Hale Varsity Radio. Vogue's over to football, and when you look at guys that are still currently on the roster, and I know that's a, a day-to-day thing with the portal activity, but when we talk Tony White, who are some guys and some names on this roster you're excited about transitioning to this aggressive style that, that Tony White will bring? Well, I think getting Jamari Butler back out of the portal um, was was perhaps a an early example of that you know he's technically an edge rusher um, but is is versatile it also kind of matches I think the overall uh, rural profile in that when he signed with Nebraska I think he'd only played one year of high school football you know so a guy who came in a little bit raw on that front but we've seen this coaching staff it doesn't view that as you know, a, a downfall a lot of the time. In fact, it often seems like it might be a little bit of upside. Um, so he's he was a, a player after he decided to come back to Nebraska after putting his name in. That immediately jumped to mind. The safeties are going to be a huge, huge piece of this. When you you look at run fitting in a, in a 3-3-5, um, that's obviously only six guys in the box. So a lot of the times, particularly in the Big Ten, you're going to need more than that. And a lot of times in this 
defense traditionally that comes from safety. So I think of a guy like Miles Farmer, um, Marquise Buford had had a really strong, I think, season. Uh, may not be that kind of classic uh, gap filler in, in terms of size, but those two I, I think are going to be end up being essential. And then someone like Gifford, you know, the nickel really needs to be a versatile player in this too. And uh, he showed some pretty good flashes, I thought, this year as well. Brandon Vogel's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Brandon, you mentioned Transfer Portal and and Jamari Butler deciding to withdraw his name and come back to Nebraska. And I think it kind of continues a trend that that I wasn't expecting this week of that, you know, it hasn't really been a Transfer Portal exodus. And one of the things we talked about whenever uh, we were reacting to the Matt Rule hire was the fact that we're probably going to see some more roster attrition post-spring and maybe there's guys biding their time and waiting and seeing what that's going to look like. But what is your reaction to, to that, the fact that, you know what, it hasn't really truly been the transfer portal exodus, and I think really the only name that's gone into the portal that's maybe been unexpected has, has been Ernest Houseman. It's just, um, is that the NIL factor with Nebraska? Is that the fact that guys really don't know what new talent's coming in, that they don't know what their playing time's going to be like next year? What do you think the, the reason for that is, the fact that, you know what, it hasn't truly been the, the transfer portal exodus that some of us have expected? Yeah, I think um, I, I kind of give a little bit of uh, a, a, a nod of, of good job towards the coaching staff because it, on, on the one hand, you can look at this as if you're a player, particularly seeing some of these transfer portal numbers over the first week, like it probably makes sense if you can to be a little bit patient and, and just like hear things out, see where things are going because – there's, there's still so much to be decided, you know, for some of those defense players, they didn't know who their defense coordinator was until two days ago. Um, that said, it's, it's really easy also to be like, Hey, this is, this is a change here. Like got a lot of respect for those guys and what they did, but I'm just going to make a clean break and look for something else. So, uh, um, I think you're right. Um, Nebraska probably has the potential to be a little bit more active in the second transfer window, soccer term, Elijah, um, <laughs> which will be post spring. And that'll probably be the bigger one to watch. Cause at that point, you know, you won't just have, have had conversations with coaches. You'll gone, you'll have gone through the entire kind of spring semester off season at that point. Brandon Vogel with us here at Brandon L Vogel on Twitter. And, Vogues, I want to go to to the offense here and in the offensive line and Donnie Riola. And if you were to to put a theory together as to, all right, you're drafting top problem for the offensive line, and we we we've, we've laid out uh, the the missteps, we've laid out the uh, inability to run it, we've laid out the the, the pressures allowed, but you've got peer programs that have recruited these same guys. So there's talent. If you if you were to circle the biggest issue with the offensive line, uh, moving forward, what, what is the top fix for Riola? What, what's the faith level like that he can get that changed for, for 2023? Clearly, Rule and company believe he he's part of the problem, uh, part of the solution rather, and not the problem. Yeah, um, I mean, it's 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 a tough one to diagnose. Like the first thing that comes to mind for me is it it might be because I agree with you that the talent Nebraska brought in 
based on the way we all kind of agree to measure it um, via recruiting rankings or, you know, other offers, how, however you prefer to do that. Um, Nebraska's line didn't raise any alarm bells when they were recruiting and signing those players. Like, it all looked pretty good there, but there's like seven major stats, O-line specific stats at, at Football Outsiders. I think in five of those, Nebraska's best ranking was in 2018. So that's when you had whoever you had the holdovers, Gerald Foster, uh, Tanner Farmer, guys like that, like in five of those categories, Nebraska has not hit the highs that they were at in 2018. And as you cycle in more of the guys that that past coaching staff recruited, some really high profile guys that we're all, you know, all well aware of who haven't quite reached those heights. Like it comes back to the development piece of it for me, I think. And, Really, it, this past year, talking about Riola and you know how it's kind of hard to say what Matt Rule and his coaches are seeing based on what we saw on the field. Like they only got better in two categories over over the past season. That said, most of those categories had been sliding for at least a season before that, sometimes even two. Brandon Vogel is with us on Hale Varsity Radio as we talk Nebraska and offensive line. Um, when you watch, I'm assuming you've watched, gone back and watched some like 2019 Baylor and, you know, some 2018 Baylor and just trying to see what, what does a rule offense look like? Granted, different offensive coordinator, but, you know, when he has all his pieces in place and it, what you see is uh, you do see some creativity in the run game and you do see that they are not shy at all about pulling guys um, from one side of the line to the other and, you know, just just doing a lot offensively to to get bodies moving. Um, is that something you would expect to see immediately from Nebraska? As far as like this year, do you think that they're going to get creative? Do you think they're going to get physical? And for all we talk about the offensive line, if you get Prohaska, you get Nuili back, and you bring all these other guys back, like the, the conventional wisdom on O-line is when you bring guys back, you get better. Do you think Nebraska has a has a chance to legitimately be better earlier than maybe Rule has shown he uh, gets a team ready in the, in his past? Yeah, possibly. I mean, it's 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 hard to to feel super confident about that for me, just based on what we see recently. But if you get a, a fresh set of eyes, you know, a group of coaches, a play caller who maybe are better able to diagnose like every offensive line, no matter how good or bad it is, has strengths and weaknesses, right? Who is better able to play to their strengths, you know, I guess basically a, a better use of resources, whatever resources you may have. I think you can see some, some gains right away. Um, I, I would expect, you know, Nebraska under this, this new regime to, to again, try and put an emphasis on the run game. I think Nebraska wanted to do that over the past four plus seasons, but you, you, you know, I never felt like I saw the full creativity that they had possible in that, the, the, the run scheme. So, so that's, that's a piece of this. That said, you know, experience on the offensive line matters a ton. Um, offensively, the only, you know, quarterback and receiver are probably most important, but I would put, put a line not far behind either of those and nebraska based on what we know now should be experienced that said it was one of the most i think it was the most experienced o-line coming in 
maybe Maryland's was higher. One of one of the top two in the Big Ten in terms of snaps played coming into this year. So you know, it's everywhere you look with this offense, it's it, offensive line. It's it's kind of a puzzle and, and hard to know. Like, is is it the talent? Is it the development? Is it the coaching? So a lot to sort out there up front for the Huskers. Brandon Vogel's with us here, a Saturday morning edition of Hale Varsity Radio. And Brandon, if we stick on the offensive side of the ball, a lot of question marks. And as you talk about the, the puzzle around the offensive line, but one of the biggest question marks on this offense is still Casey Thompson. And I'm not sure when we're going to get a decision on, on what he wants to do, but do you have a read there on, on, on what that decision may be and how important do you think it is to this offense in, in 2023, whether or not Casey Thompson's under center? I mean, it would be a it would be a nice uh, luxury to have somebody with as much experience. I think I personally felt like, you know, listening to Casey at, at most of those weekly press conferences, like he is clearly a very mature player, um, which you expect. You know, he's been in college football for a while, um, but that doesn't mean you're going to display those traits necessarily. And, and he did in my mind, so. You look at, at South Carolina and Spencer Rattler, you know, a, a quarterback who can run the football, but, it, you know, probably prefers not to. Like, I think that's a good example of could Casey Thompson work in whatever Satterfield's hoping to run here? And I think the answer to that is yes. So getting him back and having that option would be would be nice for Nebraska. It'd be a little bit of a security blanket. That said, as we get a little deeper into this portal era, I think we're seeing just based on the numbers, like you're probably going to be able to find a quarterback. You're almost always going to be able to find wide receivers. Uh, the tough parts then become both lines. That's where you don't, I think, want to be real transfer reliant. That's a good take. Uh, that's your development area, right? I mean, that's your, you may sprinkle in like yesteryear in the JUCO ranks when you think about some some pieces like a Farley or a Levante that when major defense go from really good to great that that type talent but uh, you develop on the lines of scrimmage and then uh, you, you reload through the high school and, and maybe again you sprinkle in uh, some depth there Vogues I'll get you out on this Jeff Sims in town this weekend part of the massive official visit weekend he's part of the portal crew and uh, I, I know Georgia Tech didn't have the year they wanted, but, man, he looks like a pretty dynamic quarterback. Um, a, have you seen much of Sims? B, uh, his fit as you could apply it to Satterfield and this Nebraska offense? Yeah, I think, I think the fit is, is there. And, you know, Sims was – was a, a very highly touted quarterback prospect, like one of the big, big – early recruiting wins for Jeff Collins at Georgia Tech. And, and that obviously didn't play out the way Sam's or Collins or Georgia Tech fans wanted it to. Uh, but he, he played a lot of football there. Like even as the, the team kind of wasn't seeing the results it needed to, to, to keep Collins in that position and build towards what they hoped it could be. Um, he started a lot of football games and nobody supplanted him. You know, that can be a, a good thing, bad thing. But when, when I think about Georgia Tech and, and Jeff Sims, beyond the numbers, like what I was able to watch of the Yellow Jackets over those those seasons, like I didn't come away thinking, well, that's the problem. Um, so as a <laughs> as a transfer candidate, um, 
like totally makes sense. Uh, a guy who's played a lot, a guy who has a high, high skill level. So not surprised to, to see the see Nebraska's interest there. Vogues enjoy your weekend. I'm glad you're feeling better. Sip that coffee. Do you have uh, ho- holiday lights up on the Vogel homestead, or are you kind of like me and you, know, you let others go Griswold? Yeah, I, I leave that to others. I like it in principle, like just a, just a little bit. But then I'm always like, do I really want to get on a ladder? And most of the times the answer to that question is no. <laughs> no. It's a safety thing. I totally get it. It's a lazy thing for me, but uh, safety first. I love it. Vogues, uh, we'll get caught up soon, and uh, thanks for your time today. Sounds good, guys. Thanks. There he is, Brandon, Brandon Vogel well, in the football office. It's funny because you guys talk about Christmas decorations. I was just thinking about this this week where I don't even have my Christmas tree up at my house yet, and it's not because I don't yeah. have one. It's not because I'm a Grinch. It's because all the ornaments I have at my house are from a former roommate who moved out in like the, the dead of the night, didn't tell anybody and left like half his stuff just lying around. And, and so all my ornaments are like just baby pictures of him and pictures of him and his family that he has left at my house. And I, I don't know what to do with them. And it feels kind of wrong to decorate my tree with it. I don't want to get new ornaments. No, you don't I'm not sure up. what to do. It's, it's kind of funny that we, we put it up last year with a whole bunch of baby pictures of a guy who no longer lived at our house, which is funny. <laughs> but also once you do it back to back, it's no longer funny now, which is kind of weird. So not yeah, sure it's kind of sad in some ways. <laughs> You know, uh, that's tough. That's tough. We can send you some pictures. Uh, You know, I'll send you some. I'll get Schmitty up on the tree. I'll get Cranach up on the tree. (laughs) That's that's creepy, too. What else do you want in life? (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, Dahmer had a tree like that. I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) Oh, no. uh, Reminder, uh, your friends at Alumni Hall today having an autograph session with the Husker offensive lineman, the Pipeline. Uh, Henry Lutowski with us yesterday. Really good to chat with him, get his perspective on things, but also Pipeline Jerky there and 25% off. Just great items for that Nebraska fan in your life. Need a new hat, new season, new coach, uh, some Adidas gear, uh, some Columbia options. Alumni Hall, 1120 P Street. Just want to send you a reminder uh, from noon to 2 today. So maybe you're headed down to see Nebraska-Purdue uh, tip off at one fifteen. There's clearly plenty of time for you to go uh, pop into Alumni Hall and uh, get some Husker gear, some swag, and uh, pictures and autographs uh, don't cost you anything. And they have ad- items you can get there, the, the footballs that are not your typical traditional football, but the stuff you can get signed, or those mini helmets, uh, really cool options with Alumni Hall. But that is noon to 2 with uh, members of the Nebraska offensive line and uh, really awesome samples, too, of your friends at Pipeline Jerky. Got to meet Dave yesterday. Uh, Just a quick uh, reminder. We tell you about the Hale Varsity special going on, GBR. Uh, Savings when you uh, subscribe to Hale Varsity. Get that Husker fan a subscription as well. HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe. Subscribe, user code GBR. We'll wind down the Iron Horse. Coming up, Gary Sharp with us. It's Hale Varsity Weekend Edition presented by Currency.